So today I have David with me. Hi David, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so yes, I'm Debbie, but I, I write under D. Wells, and I am an author of uh, commercial slash reading group fiction, which focuses mostly on, on families and multi-generational um, storylines. Um, I've got two novels published, and I've got a third coming out in June. Did you always know that you wanted to write? Yes. Yeah, I still remember the moment. <laughs> um, I was about eight years old and I remember I used to visit the school library almost every lunchtime. And I remember just one day it hit me, I just saw the books in my line of vision and it just struck me that that's what people do for a job. I can do that for a job. So that was it from then on. <laughs> I just wanted to write. And when did you actually take the plunge and decide now that's it, I'm going to go for it? I think it was probably around oh, 2010. Um, I was pregnant with our first child and so I was going to be home for a little while. So it was like, well, now I'm going to actually get stuck in and, and write something. Obviously, having no idea how little time I'd actually have to do that. But it was it was a few years before something got finished. Um, but that was kind of the, the moment to actually switch from just day jobs and, and just paying the bills to well writing and, and not earning much. <laughs> so that's been a process as well. Um, so yeah, so it's been since then really. And what made you choose that particular genre? It's been a process, actually. I started, the um, Sea Wells is a pen name. I started writing under my real name, just testing the market, really. And I was writing more kind of romantic fiction, which just, I, I enjoyed reading it, but it didn't quite sit right with me um, writing it. I just didn't feel it was quite me. Um, so I just, over time, I just felt more drawn to those kind of family saga type books where there's you know secrets and things to overcome and and just it, it, I think I'm just fascinated by different relationship dynamics and not necessarily all romantic um and it just went from there really you have to do a lot of research for your books or is it just people watching uh, well, with my first novel, Six Caledon Street, I had a, a dual timeline with that one. So there was, it was based in, in the address, the house, with a modern timeline and a timeline to the original occupants who were in the Edwardian period. So I did quite a lot of research then and I'm, I'm quite fascinated by that period anyway. So I, I got to watch Downton Abbey and all the like fun stuff. And then I, I did some more kind of deep dive research after that. And uh, so, yeah, I did a lot of research there. And then my latest novel, The Things We Regret, um, we see the grandmother's story and the granddaughters. And the grandmother, we go right back to post-war Britain. So I did quite a bit of research into that as well. So, so yeah, bits and, bits and pieces, yeah. <laughs> What's the most interesting thing that you've come across when you've been doing that research? 
I think I just find the whole Second World War era fascinating, just everything. And I was researching, because the second novel is set in Cornwall, and I was researching and found out that they had um, prisoner of war camps in Cornwall, um, which isn't very well known now. They, I think there was something like five, but they ended up, I think they were a, a quite kind of open in that the men would then work in the fields and they eventually became part of the community. So it wasn't like they were being starved and dreadfully treated. Um, they were put to work, but that was quite fascinating. I had no idea that that, that existed. No, no, I did so. Wow. <laughs> I wonder how that's not common knowledge. I'm really shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were going to take a character from any of your books out for a meal, who would you choose and what would you ask them? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I... Of, of the, the novels I've published so far, I would say Edie, the grandmother in The Things We Regret. She is a real prickly character. She's really, she doesn't suffer fools gladly. And to be honest, that would, I, I would probably be quite intimidated by her in, in real life because I'm, I'm not someone who likes conflicts and I'm quite introverted. Um, but I, I don't know what I'd ask her. I think I just, the whole theme of the book is she she doesn't, open up and she kind of holds on to things and she causes inadvertently causes this kind of rift in the family I'd, I'd probably try and get her to open up and <laughs> try to deal with those issues before they they wreck her relationships <laughs> it probably wouldn't work but <laughs> um do you put any of yourself into your characters yeah, I think so. Um, my one coming out in June is um, is based in a bookshop and I, I do have experience working in a bookshop. So I've brought a little bit of that into it. And the main character, Evelyn, she she's kind of got that introverted nature and she loves history and, and loves going to castles and things like that, which is kind of a bit like me. <laughs> awesome, yeah, can't beat it. <laughs> Um, what's one of the most fun scenes that you've written and um, what was one of the most difficult? Oh, goodness. Fun scenes. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> I put my characters through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think probably in the bookshop there's some good fun scenes because it's building relationship and, and Evelyn's got this kind of cast of of staff members who've all got their own little things going on. There's some fun scenes with her sister who she doesn't get on with very well. Um, so they just spark off of each other. Um, I, I find it really hard to choose one. Um, the hard scenes, there's some yeah, quite heart-wrenching ones, especially in the things we regret when we see what's happened to Edie um, and where she, I don't know if I can say without giving it away, but um, you know, where she's she'd suffered bereavement and those were quite hard to to write. But the, the only scene that's made me like burst into tears was like right at the end where she's regretting, you know, the things that she's done and where she hasn't repaired things. And I just burst into tears when I wrote that scene of everything. I was like, oh, <laughs> why, why didn't you listen? <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, that was probably quite tough to write that bit. <laughs> 
because you wrote it that way that's why (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny you can detach yourself when you're writing those hard things you know if they happen in real life you'd be in pieces but you can somehow detach yourself and it's it's a strange thing (laughs) um do you hide any secret jokes or messages or easter eggs in your book (laughs) um no I don't think so I kind of in my earlier ones I, I I do try and have an Arthur in every book just as a really minor character because my granddad was called Arthur and um he was just my favorite grandparent I can I shouldn't probably shouldn't say that but <laughs> he was just such a lovely man and um just so, such gentle nature and I think there's kind of a little bit of him in some of the male characters that I write as well. But um, I do try and have an Arthur. Um, but I, I have stopped that now and I switched over to to a Betty. And you'll see a Betty in some of my books, which is my husband's gran. Um, she was she died uh, about six years ago. She was 92. She was such a character. She used to she used to play the didgeridoo. She used to she released an album at eighty two. Um, she was an opera singer. She or operatic voice rather. Um, she used to sing to the birds in the garden and do pottery and paint. And she was just absolute ball to be around. So yeah, <laughs> it <sounds> like it. <laughs> oh wow. And since you started writing, what have you found more difficult than you expected? And what have you found easier? Uh, Oh, the the promoting and marketing is always a challenge, Um, especially if you're not naturally into social media, which I'm not. (laughs) So that can be difficult. However, at the same time, it's been great because I've found groups like this. Um, and they're so supportive and it's just wonderful to build that community so yeah so pros and cons um yeah the easiest thing I think when I start writing it's kind of you just you've got that urgency to write and you just want to get it down and it's just going really well till you get about halfway through and then it's like okay how do I get to the end now Uh, so yeah I love that first half of writing it just flows and when you're edit, uh, editing, what's your most overused word or phrase? <laughs> I've just finished a, a, my third draft, which is my um, re- repetitive edit. <laughs> I overuse a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of um, unnecessary adverbs like briefly and really and um, uh, silently, quietly, things like that. And it's like... It's so unnecessary. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it's probably more the adverbs. I realise just how much I do overuse them. But they're sorted now. I've just got rid of loads. <laughs> you aren't the only one, don't worry. I've heard that quite a lot. <laughs> um, have you made lots of author friends? I have done, yes. Um, I think the first author group I was part of was Lizzie Chantry's uh, group, or Chantry, rather. She um, um, and we've met at a couple of events as well. Um, she's quite local to me, so 
And then there's Anita Faulkner and her group. So there's lots of authors there, Emma Jackson and Kilty Jackson and who else am I? Florence um, Healing and, you know, this is where my mind goes blank and they all fly out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lots. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I try to um, promote most of the authors that I know on Twitter today, and I had to keep going back and then adding some more and adding some more, <laughs> and I still miss some, I think. And I feel terrible, but oh my God, there's so many. There are so many, but it's, it's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's awesome. And do you get a lot of feedback from your readers? I do, yes um it's it's growing slowly but surely and that's always nice as well so with each book that comes out there's that kind of increase in audience and the people who keep coming back which is such <laughs> such a privilege to have people come back and keep reading um so yeah it's, it's growing but it's still it's quite early days you know second novel so it's, it'll be a while yet before it's kind of built up but, yeah you had any particularly strange, funny, or poignant feedback? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with my, when I was still writing short stories, I wrote a, um, a Christmas short story, and it was very typically Christmassy. You know, that's the whole point. So I get a, a one-star review saying, "Oh, such a cliche." <laughs> Um, it's, it's meant to be <laughs> a Christmas it's meant to be as tacky and cheesy and Christmassy as you <laughs> need it to be <laughs> uh, so that did make me giggle for a first it was my first first star uh, one star review as well so it was it was quite nice to have one that I could actually laugh at and not feel dreadful about so <laughs> yeah oh people there's no hope is there <laughs> Just, yeah, this is. Um, since you decided to sit down and write your book, um, what's been your absolute standout moment? Standout moment. Yeah. I had um, with my first novel. I didn't. I I just released it. I didn't really do much publication stuff for it. Um, I was just about to have a baby so I was like just get it out get it out of the way um, so with my second novel I had quite a big kind of publication day party online and it was just all day it was just incredible um, and I think for me that was like when I felt like okay I'm, I'm an author now you know <laughs> this is properly happening now so yeah that was probably the big standout moment so far What's your biggest dream? What do you really want to achieve as a writer? Well, it's changed a bit over the years because I've, with each manuscript, I've sent out to agents and publishers, and then I've usually, usually end up self-publishing again and go through the process. And I've got one out at the moment that I'm trying to get a publisher for, and I always thought that was going to be the, the goal, you know, to get that publishing deal. Um, and like with my second novel, I never planned to self-publish that. It was definitely going to be the one that got the agent and the publisher. And it spent two years and heavy edits later to actually decide to self-publish. And I'm really pleased I did because the feedback's been great. Um, but I, I kind of 
I, I always thought it would be that very black and white, get a book deal and go through that process. And now I'm actually happy having a foot in, hopefully a foot in each camp eventually. Um, I'm, you know, there are certain manuscripts that I write now that I look at and think, well, actually, that would do well self-published, whereas this one would do better if I can find a publisher for it. So I think I'm just going to push both doors and, and become a hybrid author for now. And hopefully it can be something that I could do full time and earn its keep. So, yeah, that's where I'm headed for now. <laughs> Yeah, that seems to be really common as well now, actually, doing yeah. hybrid, doing some self and some with a publisher. Yeah. Seems to work quite well, so. Yeah. Um, if you're able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? I Oh, there's so many, but I really, I still feel the loss of Michael Crichton. He died quite young. Um but he had a massive back think of think of the word right now. But, <laughs> um, but I just loved how he was able to bring his science knowledge and his medical background and all of that into his books and still make it so entertaining and so informative. Um, and he really he was quite controversial with a lot of his writing you know he didn't hold back at um raising questions about certain theories and things like that which I think these days it's kind of people too scared to do you know you really push boundaries and I would love just to be able to sit he would he would be so smart I just sit and listen I think but um you know yeah I think that, yeah <laughs> it makes me sad just talking about it I wish he had done a few more novels and yeah that would great great to have dinner with him and ask questions um if you get any free time between being a mum and writing what do you like to do with it uh, I enjoy photography um and I enjoy getting out in the countryside I'm a real country bumpkin so any excuse and um, we're currently living in the city, but it's it's quite near the countryside. So I, I head out as often as I can, um, try and get up near to where I grew up and which was right in the countryside. And um, yeah, I just like being out in nature and like I said, going to castles and things like that. Although I've not done a lot of that um, since the pandemic, but um, yeah, I, I enjoy good food and drink and being with friends and as well I'm quite a homebody otherwise but yeah and um, if you're able to travel to any period of time either forwards or backwards where would you like to go wow. I think the 20s and early 1930s would be fascinating I kind of sandwiched between the great depression and the second world war <laughs> Like in the good bit, <laughs> selfishly when things are going well. Um, <laughs> but I am just very fascinated by that whole period. And I think from the kind of mid forties onwards, very depressed era because of the war, but that would have been when my grandparents were born. So I kind of would have liked to have seen, just for a few days, just hang about there for a bit. 
Yeah, my um, my nan was born in nineteen thirty eight, so she doesn't really remember the war. She remembers some bits, but my granddad was born in nineteen twenty seven, so he remembers more, and it's fascinating hearing. Yeah. And they talk about it with such fondness. So yeah, it really would be interesting to go and see what they experienced when they grew yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. And the clothes and the cool yeah, music and stuff and the dancing and I love the clothes <laughs> and the hairdos and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah totally agree. <laughs> um, if a genie was to grant you three wishes, what would you wish for? Mm. It's gonna be really practical, boring <laughs> stuff, I reckon. <laughs> um yeah I would well uh, yeah a book deal would be nice um <laughs> uh, a house we've been renting the last four years we did own um we were living overseas and then we came back and then all our money was gone getting back um so it'd be nice to uh, have a house that can be the house the family home where the kids grow up um and I think yeah a big one for me would be to to move back to the countryside properly um we're kind of we're almost there we're looking but there's been a few delays the last couple of years so yeah of course yeah it's just ridiculous isn't it but yeah um who was your first celebrity crush oh <laughs> i'll go right back to childhood it would be one of the Oh, it's always between Robbie and Mark and take that. Couldn't quite decide which one. Um, in my teens, then I moved on to Bono and the edgy ones. <laughs> there was a lot, yeah. I can't really. Yeah, it was probably Bono in my teens. Um, and, and maybe, yeah, maybe the guys from Blur as well. <laughs> yeah I was always Robbie and my mum always liked Mark Owen um from Take That and then I think I liked Five the guy from Five that's five. really tattooed now that has tattoos all over his faces so face even faces <laughs> face <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that's a good point actually because people ask me that because I ask it and I'm like I don't know I don't remember it's a long time ago <laughs> but yeah maybe <laughs> Robbie Williams would be my answer. Yeah. There was <laughs> Yeah. Well, Mark Iam is always cute as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so did you say you're working on book four, is it? Because three you've got coming out in June. Yes. Yeah. And my husband asks me this every day. I have to write down which book I'm referring to. Uh, <laughs> yeah number three is coming out in June and I've got book four is the one I'm sending out to agents at the moment and book five would be the sequel to book three which I've just started writing <laughs> and then do you have plans to keep if you've got lots of ideas that you want to keep writing still yes um at the moment, I'm with with novel three. It will be the first in at least three books. Um, I've never written a series before, but it wasn't meant to be. I got to the end of 
writing it and I was like hang on I could carry on with this and there's things I've still want to happen to the characters uh, so yes I still need to write a second and third for that at least um, ideas beyond that they'll come they always drop into my head when I'm least expecting it so I've got no doubt that they will um, well, I can't think of any more questions for you, unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us about. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at making the questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if there's anything glaring that you think, well, she hasn't asked me that, so I'll tell them. But if there isn't, then that's You've fine. been very thorough. You've been very... I like to think so. <laughs> I like to think I've teased all of your most intimate secrets out of you, otherwise I've failed. <laughs> um, so would you just like to tell everyone where they can find more about you and where they can get your books from? Sure. Um, I have a, a Facebook page, uh, D. Wells Author. Um, I also have a website as well, uh, dwells.weebly.com, I think it is really need to get that down um but you can find my books on amazon so if i show you the cover then you might just recognize it when you you go on and then there's six canada street as well those are my two novels and um yeah they're both on amazon paperback and kindle yes, well thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me donna